Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight June Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the latest uh, Tune Machine where we go into the, uh, the, the realms of history um, to a date selected by the, uh, the random pop blob which chooses a date for us and a chart and we'll go over to it now and it can tell us which chart we're going to be doing today, Sam. Here we go. Thank you very much. Random pop blob. It's, it's chosen. Yeah, it's chosen the Christmas chart. Uh, this actual chart came out on Christmas Day, nineteen ninety-four. But this was wow. the, the, obviously this is the state of play on the twenty-eighth, which was the date chosen by the pop blob. Uh, before we get into it, shall we do the uh, the rundown of the top forty that we like to Let's do? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Uh, back into the chart at number forty. It's Eurasia. I love Saturday. At 39, he's a well-dressed man, but he'll be dead soon. It's Robert Palmer with You Blow Me Away. In at number 38, it's uh, pop paedophile R. Kelly. She's got that vibe. Up from 52 to 37, this'll never get anywhere. It's Love Is All Around by The Wet Wet Wets. Down at 36, two-thirds with I Want To Be Alone. At 35... It's shaggy-haired Manchunian Wally's The Stone Roses with Love Spreads. Staying still at 34, Black Duck, Wiggle in Line. At number 33, it's down two places, You Sure Do, by Strike. Up one at 32, Joe Cocker, Let the Healing Begin. And down two at 31, One More Chance by EYC. Down five at 30, it's two in a tent. And when I'm cleaning windows, <laughs> tents don't have windows. <sighs> At 29, she's down two places. Put yourself in my place, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Still at 28, Michelle Gale. I'll find you. At 27, Sight for Sore Eyes by those M people. Down at 26, Cheryl Crow. All I want to do. And at 25, it's Bon Jovi with Always. Eternal. There are 24, down one with Oh Baby I. At 23, it's Sweet Love from M Beat featuring Naslin. Down one at 22, Wigfield, Saturday night. 
At 21, All I Have to Do is Dream, Cliff Richard joined in Phil Everly for a cover of his own song. <laughs> Weird. MC Saar and the Real McCoy down one at 20 with Another Night. At 19, Crazy by Eternal. Two songs in the chart for Eternal. That is crazy. Madonna down two at 18 with Take a Bow. At 17, Baby Come Back, Papa, Pato Banton. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Down two at 16, PJ and Duncan, Eternal Love. They'll soon be in the Where Are They Now file, I reckon. Number 15, Bill Whelan. Sounds like a provincial butcher. In fact, <laughs> he's got a song called River Dance in the charts. Best of luck to you there, Bill. Down one at 14, <laughs> it's Baby D. Let me be your fantasy. 13, Another Day by Wigfield. Down one at 12, Gloria Estaff and Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me. Well, she doesn't ask for much, does she? <laughs> Needy woman. <laughs> and number 11, just outside the top ten, he's dropped out two places. It's Bon Jovi, please come home for Christmas, he pleads. <laughs> Still at number ten, Louis Armstrong, we have all the time in the world. Well, you don't, <laughs> Louis, you're dead. <laughs> if only that were true, Louis. Uh, number nine, it's those mighty morphin power rangers. To my mind, the best act since the Beatles, with their song... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Which one's your favourite? Mine's yellow. I like red. Okay. I think yellow's a twat. (laughs) Standing still at number eight, it's Zig and Zag with them girls, them girls. At number seven, down one place for Jimmy Nail with Crocodile Shoes. Down one at six, Celine Dion, Think Twice. Up two to number five, Cotton Eye Joe by the Rednecks. Down one at four, Boyzone, Love Me for a Reason. Could be any reason. Any reason. I mean, surely... Well, we'll you get on to that later. But when it comes to boys, pretty broad, pretty broad request. The reason could be that you, there's a cash exchange going on. Well, I mean, love's a very all-encompassing kind of concept, isn't it? <clears throat> Number three, straight into the chart. It's Oasis with whatever. Standing still at number two, Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. And at number one, it's those East Seventeen boys. Stay another day to think. Just a few years from now, the lead singer Brian Harvey. Will eat 14 tuna baked potatoes, then run himself over. <laughs> I still can't get my head around that. <coughs> Decades after it happened. Reversed over himself somehow, didn't he? Apparently. He ate, he, he ate, I think it was 14 tuna baked potatoes. It wasn't that potatoes. many, was it? Yeah, it was fucking Was it mode. not 14 E-tablets that he took? Are you not getting them mixed up? Cause it wasn't was E-tablets, mate. It was tuna many... potatoes. No, he, he did a boast about how many E-tablets he'd taken once, and I think it might have been 14, but with the potatoes... I'd it was... take 100 E-tablets. I'd take more than you, every fucking arsehole. <laughs> and anyone who says I haven't, I'll fight them. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to check this out, because there's a blue plaque somewhere. There uh, is, Brian yeah. Harvey. Blue plaque. Hmm. It'll come up pretty fast. It's very popular. Does it have the number of potatoes on the blue plaque? Yeah, yeah, it's very specific. I hope it does, because we need to put this to bed once and for all. Brian Harvey. Come on, fuck's sake. Right, here we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here we go. His blue plaque reads, Brian Harvey, boy band member, ran himself over with his own car (laughs) at this spot after eating, oh no, three tuna mayo jacket potatoes, May 2005. So it was only, I mean, this just goes to show, I'm going to quickly brush over the fact that I got that number completely wrong. Mm. That says a, 
that that was a flashback to my brief tenure in mm. the grubby world of celebrity journalism. Yeah. It's now what on the I record. I would say though. on the subject of fame and celebrity, it shows how fleeting it can be because in December '94 he is riding high. Yeah. Right. He has hit the peak. Anyway, yeah. back in those days, a Christmas number one, not just any Christmas number one, a Christmas number one that has beaten Mariah Carey, a song that will go on to be a perennial around the world on best yeah. of Christmas hits. And for many, is the greatest Christmas hit of them all, right? Mariah Carey, all I want for you, all yeah, I want for Christmas is exactly, you. Exactly, yeah. He beat that, right, and got to number one in the chart. Mm-hmm. Amazing. He's at his absolute peak. In May, right, just five <clears throat> short months later, he has gone from that high to eating three tuna mayo jacket potatoes. No, it's 11 years later. It's 2005. Oh, fuck. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Forget everything I just said. <laughs> but again, you've got it mixed up because it was 1997 yeah. when he was sacked for B17 after he boasted of taking 12 ecstasy tablets in one night <clears throat> and then driving. Well, why would a band, what kind of state has pop music got to that a band, not even a a band that markets it, <coughs> sorry, bobbing, coughing Bob Fleming there, not a band that kind of markets itself on being clean cut and, you know, teeny bopper friendly. E17 were a band that mm. always had a bit of edge to them, yeah. let's be honest, right? That's mm. how they sort of sold themselves. Why would they have sacked him for saying he took 14 ecstasy tablets? Well, the the outrage that followed it was, was huge. It says here, 14 English radio stations banned E17 records from the airwaves. I don't know how many of them were playing E17 records in, you know, 1997. But they, they did, they banned him. Um, and Harvey said that he took 12 ecstasy tablets in one night and then drove his car. He said, mm. really, in the long run, it's a safe pill and it ain't doing you no harm. I don't see the problem. He says, if you're frightened and you don't know whether to do it, then don't do it. Don't do it to prove a point, you know what I mean? <laughs> Bloody hell. Those are but, really wise. That's like when we do life logistics. We yeah, should invite I, him on. I'm not saying you should take drugs for people to like you. That's not where I'm coming from. But if it makes you feel better, it gives you something to do at the weekend, and you go out and have a good time, I don't see why not, man, because life's too short, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then... In the statement afterwards, uh, after the outrage and being sacked by E17, he said, Without knowing any scientific facts, I now realise that I was being very irresponsible and I would like to apologise as I've obviously caused offence. <laughs> Read this, you little cunt. <laughs> Everything he said is fair enough. Mm. Which, you know, which it's like... What, what the f- he said at first. Well, he's saying don't do, it. It to, don't do it to prove a point, mm. right? Do it if you want to do it. If you yeah. want to do it, do it. If it makes your weekend better. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, life's tough. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this isn't the it life might, logistics. Like, this isn't the life tip that we're giving here, is it? It might. All I'm saying is, it can liven things up. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in a small town. Uh, yeah, and there's not much can. going Let, on. Let's, let's be brutally honest. And this is what the government will never tell you. I don't do that sort of thing anymore. Didn't work out for me. However, if you're young, be responsible. Don't be an idiot about it. When the fun stops, stop. If you're bored, it it's a really good solution. 
I mean, God. not all of them, but that one in particular. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah. you know, the, the whole point is it's it's fun. I don't know. Could you not just maybe play Grand Theft Auto or something instead? Pure fun. Pure fun. <laughs> it's like fun in pill form. That's what they. It's just pure fun. The other ones, oh, they're no fun at all. You just get paranoid, freak out, start talking <laughs> shit. But that one, just pure fun. <laughs> that's why they had all the, the smiley face thing was connected with it, wasn't it? Because that's what it looked like. Oh yeah, give you a big it smiley face. It was no coincidence. Face. They were trying to say, look, this is something that will make you super happy. I mean, you can't say better than that, can you? Yeah. I mean, the advertising right. standards. Probably best authority. not to take fourteen and then drive no, a car. No, and then drive a car. That's ridiculous. That's that's. Uh, very irresponsible but yeah but yeah he's 17 were number one uh, yeah so he did then 2005 he eats three tuna meal baked potatoes reverses over himself I still don't know how he did that had he, he got jumped out he'd, he'd have eaten out. them in the how I picture it is that and this is not based in fact but I'm just going to talk you through my mental reconstruction is that he'd Please have do. been sat He'd have been sat in the front of his Range Rover mm. in the driver's seat, part stationary, on a slight gradient, mm-hmm. right? And he'd have done that thing of, that celebrities do of pulling right up outside the sandwich shop because mm. they don't care. You know, like George Michael used to do. Like when he wanted his photos developed, he just drove straight drove through the window, snappy snaps. snaps didn't they? Yeah. He didn't fuck about. Got, He's got like, out, I, drove into the listen, shop, literally. Listen, dickheads, right? Did you write? Did you write free? Did you write a different corner? No, you fucking didn't. I did. When you've written something on that level, maybe you can fucking drive into through the window of Snappy Snaps, get your photos developed. And I need these photos developed, and that I took the other night at a homosexual party. So get <laughs> yeah. on it, right? Yeah, I need them quick <laughs> because um, I just said to the, some of the lads that I'd you know have them round, and we sort of relive the night. It was a great night, but right. I want you to be private with them because there's a lot of intimate stuff in these, right? <laughs> Physical intimacy did take place at this party. So I want, I'm I go- what I'm going to do is when I come to collect them, to avoid any awkwardness, I'm going to drive straight through the front of your shop <laughs> so I can get them. You can chuck them straight <laughs> through the window of the car. I'll I can just back straight down. out. Yeah, and I want them 10B8s as well, not 6B4s. <laughs> I want big ones. <laughs> Glossy, with a fucking border. Yeah, I'll pay the extra. I've got a few quid. Don't worry about that. Patronise me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so George I reckon Michael. he was eating his, his baked spuds because he must have been in a low point and he thought, fuck it, I'm going to drive up to the sandwich shop. I'll order free. They're that nice. Which, mm. I mean, I don't eat tuna fish anymore, but when I did, it was probably, I would consider it the most luxurious of all the spudgy like fillings. I mean, I we've been through it. this before in a previous episode with the spudgy like. Yeah, we have the done. Guide, we've done a lot spudgy-like. of spudgy like stuff. Yeah. We're not going to go back down the spudgy like no, rabbit hole, not, but not I moment. really liked tuna ones. Not so he's a bucket. I'll have three. I'll go for the triple. Who cares? Mm. I'm Brian Harvey. Yeah, right? I'm I've on had top of my game. Number one. Well, he wasn't on yeah. top of his game. It was 2005. He's he was going, very much on the slide. However low things get, at least I'm yeah. not taking 14 ecstasy tablets and driving around in a car. I'm right? going to prove that I can, I've still got it and I can still do whatever yeah. I want. I'm going to have three <laughs> dipped potatoes. <laughs> He's gone. Ah, ding, as the door opens. Yeah, all right. I'm not queuing. I'm Brian Harvey. Three baked potatoes. 
Oh, with tuna mayo in, please. Pronto. <laughs> and stick it on me tab. <laughs> uh, tab? Yeah, you would. Uh, the Brian Harvey tab. My record company will pay for it. So then he's um, eating them in the car. And then he's been overwhelmed with that sense of self-loathing that we all are familiar with when you've eaten too much. If you've eaten particularly baked potatoes, if you've, eat, if you've overdone it on the baked spuds, you get this sort of crash quite quickly afterwards where all the energy is sort of drained out of you. And that is the, the blood in your body, the blood mm. in your heart, mm-hmm. which is your happiness your heart, generator. Heart blood, yeah. And your brain blood which mm-hmm. is the generator of thoughts and reason, yep. it all gets drained down in your stomach because your stomach suddenly sent a message to the heart and brain saying, down in your guts, me, isn't it? Yeah. there's a fucking emergency going on down here in the guts. Silly cunts just eating three baked spuds and they all had tuna mayo in them, right? Jalapeño. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Palapeño. So he's had this immediate fucking, like, drop in his mood. Yeah, And he's, he's suddenly over. It's overwhelmed him. He thought the baked spuds would cheer it's, him up. They've done the opposite. It's like the 40 next thought, to she come down again, isn't it? It's worse than that. Yeah. He's like, I haven't felt this bad since I was coming down off them 14 ecstasy pills. <laughs> so he's just thought, fuck it. Time to end it all. <laughs> Now's as good a time as any. I'm on a gradient. I've go assessed a, the gradient. I'm going to go out on a high. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've assessed this gradient subconsciously almost as mm-hmm. I pulled up. And it's the exact right gradient for me to release the handbrake, mm-hmm. but still have enough time to make it round behind the car and lie and down flat. <laughs> Right, just while it starts to roll, because it wasn't so steep that it would just straight away roll off. It was going to be a low, slow roll. So he just quickly jumped out, ran down, got a few yeah. yards in front, lay down. Bob's your uncle, your but worst. unfortunately for him, it didn't work. No, nothing worse is that. I mean, I've just found the the story from the time, and it says, uh, "This is the official line." Harvey said he yanked open his car door to vomit while driving down a cul-de-sac only to be tossed from his seat and crushed underneath his speeding car, shattering his pelvis. <laughs> oh, that's a much better explanation than my one. Fucking hell. I'm going to vomit. No, so, 
Yeah, everyone's going on about it as if it's a big deal. It's not. There's a perfectly simple explanation. I was driving down a cul-de-sac and I needed to be sick. So I opened the door of the moving vehicle and was sick. But unfortunately, I fell out under the wheels of the car. I love it that he specifies type of road. Because to me, like, if you're in a cul-de-sac anyway, you might as well just pull over and be sick. God. He's... He went on the GMTV, and these are some of his direct quotes. I'd just been stuffing my face with a load of jacket potatoes, and I felt sick, so I opened my car door to be sick. Instead of putting my foot on the brake, I put it on the accelerator, and it flew back. I must have hit four or five parked cars. It must have thrown me out of the car. <laughs> it must have. He's not quite sure. It must have. I mean, I suppose it all happened so fast. Next thing I know, I was running myself over. This this is, I mean, this, I don't know if this is funny or not, but this is another quote from him from the same interview. My stomach was pushed into my lungs, which collapsed, and I was told the heel of one of my feet was found round up the back of my head. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. What a nutter. A complete nutter. <laughs> the heel of one of my feet was found up round the back of my head. <laughs> I was literally kicking myself in the back of my head. <laughs> Anyone see his heel? What's this <laughs> in the back of his head? I think this might be it. That'll be it. I haven't oh. seen that for a while. But, I Fuck mean, it was now. a serious thing, yeah. I mean, he was in a coma, it says mm. here. And it said he may never walk again, but um, I guess that he has. Uh, oh, yeah. I've seen him since then. I met him once. Was he walking? And he was, by that stage, it would have been... Hang on, was this 2000? Oh, no. What year did he run himself over? 2005? 2005, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So I met him before that. I met oh, him in right. 2001. Mm. So, yeah, it was between him being taken out, the, taking the ecstasy pills, getting sacked from the band, and then running himself yeah. over. Yeah, I saw him one. in a sweet spot where he was just fantasy free. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Robbie Williams after he left here at that, and he was just going to glass me every week. I met him because he was in the... Um, much-loved and lamented CD-ROM men's magazine, Enter. <laughs> Which I own uh, issue one of. Is it an issue? Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's called, an issue. It yeah, you can issue? call it that. It's called an issue. Yeah. There's not another word for it, but it being a computer. We, no, we called it a uh, data bun, but you can call it an issue if you want. It's pretty old-fashioned terminology, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was in a coma. <laughs> data bun one is on the shelves now, <laughs> featuring Brian Harvey. <laughs> on the cyber shelves. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he was in a coma for several weeks. It says suffered a string of serious injuries. So, um, and then he recovered. Well, at the yeah, well so if you're listening, Brian, and you still got you're those injuries, from it. do do get well, get yeah. well soon, and yeah. stay safe, it's, mate. It's it's a long haul. It's been 15 years, but you know, maybe you never truly recover from something like that. But um, um, but yeah, it's a good song. He's seventeen, stay another day. And Brian Harvey had a lovely voice, and it's a shame because it was a high point in their career, mm. and it's been it would have been paying at least Tony Mortimer like a lot of money ever since. I mean, I think yeah. that Tony Mortimer was the one. He was the um, he was the sort of figurehead. He was not the figurehead, but he was the guy behind everything. He wrote the songs and all the rest of it. Yeah, and then then there was the then there was. Um, Brian Harvey had the voice of an angel, and was, then there was the other two lads who just—they—they they were like the—they sort of remind me of the lads out of people just do nothing, just a couple of sort. Yeah, of lads I know, I, all I remember is about. that one of them was called John, 
That's all I remember. Yeah, of course he was. And I think the other one went on to become um, Charlie Mullins, the uh, the Cockney plumber. Oh, is that right? <laughs> no, that's made up. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> Brexit. Plumber. It was a shame for them that they achieved all of that, and all these years later, we're specifically setting ourselves the task of talking about a chart, a chart that they topped on Christmas Day. And all we can talk about is that the singer ran himself over years later, it's 11 not, years later. It's not all we can talk about. I was going to pose the question to you, Sam Delaney. Do you regard Steer by E17 as a Christmas song? Uh, well, mm. yeah, I do. But that's because Why? that's just what it's become. I wouldn't have done this. Uh, because, one, I think there's sleigh bells in it. Yeah. Two, the video is extremely Christmassy. And, and you white, always remember that video. They've got on, haven't they? And yeah, they're, they're wearing big parkas, yeah. And um and that's it. And and but you know, three, it it basically is always on those albums now. It does it I know the lyrics aren't Christmassy, but the sound is, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna say yeah. But I do think I think out of the two I prefer all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Oh god, definitely. Every time. Um I don't think it's a Christmas. I also song. think it's I think a it reflection was, I think of it was cynically manipulated. For the Christmas market, but yeah. what can you do? You know what I mean. You're a bit cross. Whatever by Oasis coming out for that week is a reflection of how enormous Oasis were on the verge of becoming. Because mm. '94, they'd released their first album. I remember this Christmas really well because it was my first at, at university. I was in my first year at university, so it's first Christmas, and these charts bring back a lot of memories. And and Oasis had been really big. Mm-hmm. that year but they were about in the following year in 95 they were about to become like mm. enormously big and you look at it and you think fucking hell that's a bold move they released a single yeah on Christmas Day effectively or for the no, chart they, they, for they, they Christmas went Day. for the Christmas number one with it they brought it out to yeah, call it the they, chart in the Christmas but, the Christmas week yeah yeah, they they, they they released it to go straight yeah. in at number one they in did. Christmas week these other fucking records they'd all been in the chart they'd been paying their dues and working hard for the previous mm-hmm. few weeks throughout the Christmas shopping period. Mm-hmm. Oasis had done a non-Christmas track mm-hmm. and just gone, bang, let's whack it yep. out. Very confident. Didn't work very out confident. for them. It didn't, but, it's but it just goes bold. to show how high they were riding at the time. Definitely. Um, I'm, I'm looking further down the chart. There's a lot of fucking... Obviously, it's the Christmas chart. There's a lot of novelty records in there. Um, and There's a lot of absolute shite in there as well and I'm like Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks transcends that I think Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks isn't is is still listenable I could listen to Cotton Eye Joe how often do you listen to it once a month let's have a quick listen of it now (laughs) no because I want to talk about another song I want to talk about one further down which I've got primed and ready for you to listen to (laughs) which is by Two, two in, on the first day of the month. Um, it's by Two in a Tent. It's one of these novelty dance songs, and it's fucking When I'm Cleaning one. Windows, which is, oh, of course, the George Forby song. Now, just sit back and have a little listen to this, Sam. I love that it says, it says, it, when I'm cleaning windows, brackets turned out nice again. I imagine very that's good. just at the very end, it'll just go, turn out nice again. Turn out nice again. 
Um, really improbable George Formby renaissance in the mid-90s. Didn't see it coming. No, you never do with George Formby. But, uh, I mean... Sally that, operates. That, yeah, exactly. Under the radar. That that was... Um, that got to number 25 in the charts. And, fuck me, I, I, I don't understand how. How? We could have done that. No problem. We, I mean, well, that literally is like... Worse. And must have been out of license. I bet that's why they did it, the bastards. Probably. Because yeah. George Warmby, when he was knocking out records, there was probably no kind of publishing contracts or anything like that. It was probably outside of the copyright window. Yeah, it, it probably yeah. just become public domain that December and they just knocked it yeah, out they, straight they away. They, thought, fucking, oh, what's, they what's had it written into domain? their diary. What's got public domain this month that we can do a fucking song about? Oh, the Formby catalogue. All oh, of it. fucking jackpot. I've been nice waiting one. for this. Fucking Christmas number one. Here we come. I've been fucking waiting. Right, this is going to be our retirement fund, Sunshine. Don't worry about that. By Two in a Tent. And do you know who Two in a Tent was that did that song? No. It was, it was their only hit, right? And I've done some digging. I've done some research. Two, two of them, obviously. One went by the name of Amadeus Mozart. I doubt it was the Amadeus Mozart. It would have been a Amadeus Mozart. Uh, and the other fella, Andy Pickles, who was part of fucking Jive Bunny. Fucking the hell. curse of fucking Jive Bunny continued yeah, on. Jive Bunny had been, what was that, late 80s, wasn't the, it? He straddled so the, been the 80s and 90s. Low. Yeah, lying low. Um... Yeah, John Andrew Pickles was um, the son of John Pickles. John the John Pickles. <laughs> I invented pickling, <laughs> and then later on, I invested the money I made from pickling the royalties. I invested in uh, a sampler, and uh, I made some singles. And they struck lucky as well. I were playing the long game, right? I knew that if I could get myself the technology to get into pop music. I'd make real money. But in the meantime, I didn't have the resource. But what I did have was a load of... I'd, well, I won't tell you how, but I'd come across a huge supply of vinegar, right? <laughs> and I thought, right, what am I going to do with all this? So I started experimenting, right? <laughs> I started putting various different types of vegetable and, in some cases, even eggs, inside... <laughs> These big vats of vinegar that I had managed to, let's just say they fell off the back of a van. <laughs> Spilled off the thought, back of a right, lorry. I'll, I'll be patient, right? Play the long game. I'll, I'll lock them in. I'll leave it six months. Then I'll go back. I'll resist the temptation to go back before that, right? Because vinegar, one thing I knew about vinegar right from the get-go was it, was, it works in mysterious ways. Oh, right? there's so many properties and powers plus vinegar. And it never goes off. People underestimate vinegar, right, at their peril. And But I knew I had respect for it, so I thought, no, I'll leave that there for six months, see what happens. Now, anything could have happened. Vinegar, I, I wouldn't to be me, surprised if I'd gone me, back. Vinegar is a little bit like the sea. If you disrespect it, you will fall victim to it. <laughs> they used to do them public information films about in the 70s, if you remember, right? They had a spooky voice, and he was supposed to be the voice of vinegar. I am the voice of lonely vinegar. <laughs> Underestimate me at your peril. I will fucking pickle you. 
the sooners look at you. Oh, little cunt. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I put that, I thought, you know, who knows what will have happened to all these things. Mm. Onions, cucumbers, eggs. And uh, I thought they might have just disappeared, been eradicated <laughs> by the by <laughs> the <laughs> mysterious properties of the vinegar. But no, they were still there. My motto was, if it moves, I'll pickle it. And I fucking <laughs> did. I opened the fucking jar. I fish out the cucumber. Yeah, it shrunk a little bit and it's gone dead floppy. Right? Weird. Far <laughs> less turgid. Far less turgid than when I put it in there, right? <laughs> but still it had a bite to it. So I thought, fuck it. Here goes nothing. I'm going to bite it, see what happens. I bit it. Whoa, bang. Game changer. Delicious. Bonus taste sensation. I thought, right, I can market this. I'm going to call it a fucking gherkin. <laughs> then I tried to think of a name of the onion but that was similarly good but I couldn't so I just called that a pickled onion stuck with onion you know I didn't want to confuse and, the confuse the market do you know what I mean no and then I did the same with the egg and those were, were the big three eventually I started doing it with all sorts but the big three that really got me started and ultimately funded when I'm cleaning windows by two in a tent <laughs> right that was what I call in my in my family we call them the holy trinity. <laughs> Cucumber, bang, onion, bang, egg, bang. Royalties flooding in. Bought a sampler. Up we come with Jive Bunny. Few hits with that. Then we try and bring it all back with George Formby. Didn't do so well. I retired after that. Fuck it. Always know Doesn't when matter. you always know when to quit. Know when to get out of the game. Know when to hold them and know when to fold them. That's what we say in the pickling game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two in a ten. I'll tell you what, this, we'll, we'll end it there because there's plenty more in this chart. I think we can go out in a subsequent episode. Um, we might find ourselves talking about Power Rangers. We might go back to Rednecks, Pat O'Banton, Madonna. And what about Jimmy Nails Crocodile Shoes? Jimmy, I'm sure Jimmy Nails Crocodile Shoes will get a good going over in the next yeah. episode. So we'll. Uh, there are back. also some good songs in here. Let there Me are. Be Your Fantasy by Baby D yeah. is an exhilarating song. Best enjoyed, um, just to bring it back to the beginning, whilst on an ecstasy tablet. Yes, also, You Sure Do by Strike is a fucking cracking yeah. pop song. Great song. So, there we are. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have another go at this chart uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So, thanks for listening. Uh, TAFN, etc., etc. Let me be your fantasy. Keep on pickled. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.